This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. This segment is sponsored by John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve firearms, then you need to call attorney John Dillon. Especially if you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you need to know your guns are California compliant. Call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Call him at 760 642-7150 or you can visit his website at dillonlawgp.com and don't forget to tune in to YouTube. We're working on it as we speak, getting it all fired up and ready to go. Go to youtube.com slash gunownersradio and then hit the uh, like button and subscribe button uh, if you would be so kind. There will be a podcast of this show after it airs. Uh, Feel free to Go to uh, San Diego County Gun Owners, and you can download it here and there as well. And uh, learn to become a better self-defender with John Correa. Join us at Cover Your Asp Week in March. So learn with the best, online or at a live training class. So links to register are at the gunownersradio.com website. And have I got a special guest for you. I Her and I hung out for the first hour. And that was the most amazing interview I think I've ever had. And it could be heard at responsiblyarmedradio.com. Yes, it can. It was about trafficking and um, uh, traffic. Human trafficking. Yeah, and human what's tra- happening. Human trafficking. Man, wow. I was so wound up by the time I got off that show. What would you learn? I learned that we have got to get this program fixed. It's amazing. Each, it's an amazingly horrible problem. Each state has its own laws. Each state does it the different way. There's no unity. Quit taking my guns away and start saving my kids. Yeah. Anyway, so Judy Wells is in the house. She's, Hi, it's nice to be back. She's host of Responsibly Armed Radio once a month uh, right here on KCBQ. There we go. All right, San Diego County Gun Owners, we have breaking news. He's the guest speaker at the prom. Nathan Fletcher. That's not the breaking Breaking news. news. (laughs) All right. Isn't that supposed to be a typewriter? On On Friday, we issued a uh, press release um, to talk about uh, Nathan Fletcher, Supervisor Nathan Fletcher. He's an elected official here in the county. He's on the county board of supervisors. He's horribly anti-gun. And he made comments that were so horrible that we had to respond. We actually, uh, the first person out to do this was Carl DeMaio, our friend. And uh, he is calling for Nathan Fletcher's resignation, and we are absolutely supportive of that. And we are being followed by a number of elected officials. Fletcher's comments made to the California Democratic Party supporters called uh, the more than one million Californians who've signed the petition to recall Governor Newsom, quote, Trump-inspired conspiracy theorists. 
In addition, Fletcher said California is leading the recall effort. Uh, said Californians leading the recall efforts. Quote: Are linked and associate with neo Nazis, with white supremacists, with right wing militia groups. In a tape recording, Fletcher said the following: But these same extremists, these same Trump inspired conspiracy theorists, are now seeking to undermine our democracy in California. They're involved in recall efforts. Excuse me, recall elections against our governor, Gavin Newsom. The recall effort across our state. There is substantial evidence that those who are leading this recall effort are linked uh, in associate, uh, in, and associated with neo-Nazis, with white supremacists, with right-wing militia groups. We cannot stand for this here. So on, uh, on behalf of all our members, San Diego County Gun Owners, our board, and our employees, San Diego County Gun Owners, PAC condemns Supervisor Fletcher's hateful, divisive rhetoric it's beyond words to describe how we feel hearing an elected official condemn Californians who are participating in the democratic process, a recall process laid out clearly in our California Constitution. Fletcher's name-calling of law-abiding California voters has gone too far, and it's obvious that Fletcher intends to intimidate gun owners who are just some of the one million California voters from across the political spectrum who are proudly participating in, in the new call, excuse me, Newsom recall effort. Uh this was something that we took very, very serious. Uh, you know, gun owners have been leading the way when it comes to this recall. People may have a variety of reasons for why they want to recall Newsom. Uh, ours is based on the fact that he's horribly anti-gun and has signed some horribly anti-gun mm-hmm. legislation. But the fact that we are participating in this recall, uh, you know, he calls us, uh, you know, Nazis, white supremacists. That's beyond responsible governance and it's definitely uh reason that he should step down permanently um so uh the end of the press release we do not know what fletcher intends to incite against us but we won't be intimidated we won't stop working to protect our constitutional rights we won't sit silently while irresponsible elected officials fan the flames of hate with harmful rhetoric we will continue to work within the peaceful constitutional political system to protect our civil rights for the good of the voters in San Diego, Nathan Fletcher, step down from your office. So when he called you back, yeah. what was his comment? <laughs> well, he hasn't called, but since this has happened, uh, city council member in San Diego, Chris Kate, uh, sent out a tweet that was mildly, uh, it could have been a little stronger, but it was mildly uh, uh, critical. And Chris Rodriguez, who is a city council member in Oceanside, came out with his own statement And I'm now getting feedback that you're going to see this week a lot more elected officials with their own uh, statement and, uh, you know, calling for for Nathan to to resign. This it's totally irresponsible for an elected official to to criticize people who are participating in a lawful process and and criticizing them, not not criticizing people who happen to be participating in the recall, but basically saying that uh, those who are participating and because of what they're doing, that they are, you know, white supremacists right. and neo-Nazis. But, Absolutely ridiculous. But he has substantial evidence, doesn't he? <clears throat> I, I hope. That's what he said. I hope so. <laughs> I hope I hope that's, you know, I hope that they, they call him to task. And Could this be a class and, action um, suit? Yeah, I don't know. That's defamation. I, it's defamation I, of character. I, 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 you'd obviously have to prove some kind of damages, but I. You do. I, he wrote it and he. So just I, no, I, I'm talking about we going after him, calling us names. So just getting tired of being called a supremacist and a racist and a Nazi—that's that's not damaging enough. Well, I guess, cause I, I'm getting tired of it. I know. You know? I don't know that. I, I'm obviously not an attorney. I think really where this is probably headed is uh, the, uh, the, the beginning of a legitimate recall effort. 
So because I'm already hearing well, it's about organizers time. doing this. Yeah. He's, How long have we let California run the way it's run? I mean, we need, and the and the biggest problem with the right is that we just yeah okay don't well, say anything. That's yeah. the way it is. Oh well. well, you're exactly right. And people just kind of let this slide. You can't do that. You can't do that anymore. So you know, it's time for us to stand up and fight. You know, people ask, all right, well, what does this have to do with with guns? Why did San Diego County gun owners make the statement? Well, what has to do with guns is that gun owners are heavily involved in this recall effort. Mm -hmm. And when an anti-gun, someone who has a history of being anti-gun, attacks our members for doing something that, again, is, you know, constitutional. It's Mm -hmm. extremely, Mm -hmm. uh, you know... um, Within the law. Within the law. um, And calling and saying that that we are uh, white supremacists and neo-Nazis for doing this. San Diego County Gun Owners is the voice of this community. That's right. So we're going to stand up and we're going to say, hey, look, that's wrong. You are, by your own decisions, mm-hmm. have decided to oppose us and be our our opposition. Uh, so, you know, we're going to stand up every time that you say something that's untrue about us. We're going to stand up and say, hey, you don't get to intimidate us. Just because you have the weight of government behind you, right. you do not get to intimidate us. You don't get to uh, incite things against us, and that's exactly what he's trying to do. But I think it's doesn't he work for us? You would think. You would think. I that's, think that's how it was that's, written. That's how it's supposed to be written. And that's how it's supposed to be written. If you'd like to see our press release and read the whole thing for yourself, go to our Facebook page, go to our website, check out our email, um, and uh, keep an eye out. I, this isn't the end of it. This isn't. Oh. It's not just the press no, release no, no. and done. There's, yeah, we're not going to just walk away from this one. No, well, no, no, we're no. not. But a lot of other people, for a lot of other reasons, are standing up and saying, "You know what? This isn't right." So I'm, yeah. I have a feeling this week you're going to see mayors and city council members and all kinds of interesting right. folks say, "Yeah, you know what? We're with we're with you." Well, because we're not going to be quiet. We're not going to be quiet. But Nathan Fletcher needs to resign. Yep. Well, so I know he listens every week. Nathan, resign. <laughs> yeah. And, and 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 you'll be perfectly happy for doing so. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Why? Because we got a whole lot more right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio. Here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right. We are proud to partner with the National Concealed Carry Association as a 10-ring partner. NCCA exists to serve the Second Amendment community by providing a nationwide network of Second Amendment advocates. Offers elite self-defense and concealed carry training from the nation's top instructors. And they provide rock-bottom prices on the best selection of gear and accessories. You can learn more about them at the National Concealed Carry Association.com. All right. Special guest in the house, Judy Wells. How are you doing, kid? I'm doing well. How are you doing? So you're going to talk a little bit about Girls and a Gun. What a great program. Yeah, I'd love to talk about that program. So we have one of the largest active chapters of A Girl and a Gun in the United States. Mm -hmm. We have, at this point, I think over... 150 active members last time I checked our roster and everyone is participating. It's really difficult right now because of COVID and we Mm. can only have so many women at events and on the range. So at this very second, we're closed down and again for the third time trying to get things moving. We're doing a lot of education over uh, Zoom and whatever we can do, whatever platforms. But basically a girl and a gun is our 
it's a group of women shooters. This organization was started by Robin, by Juliana Crowder back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Robin Sandoval came on shortly after. And we have over 6,000, maybe 7,000 members across the country and 100, 200 ranges, I think. Right. So we provide everything that has to do with firearms, education, safety. We do hunting programs. We have clay programs. We have beginner shooters all the way up to advanced programs. And it's all about learning. Well, it's a self, it's self-defense, but most of it is focused on firearm training, right. safe firearm training. And you have groups in every state. So if someone was living in San Diego and they decided to move to another state, but they wanted to stay part of your group, that's not difficult. Not a problem. Because so aren't we, you in all 50 states? I think there are two states that we don't have representation, but you know we've had a lot of new uh, chapters come on board, even during COVID. So I we might be represented in all states at the moment. Well, haven't you seen an uptick of female Huge. shooters? Huge. I have. We run a program at my chapter in San Diego called Brilliance in the Basics, and every person who comes to our chapter needs to go through this program of Brilliance in the Basics for a lot of reasons. One, because it's all new shooters. If they come to that program, we can instruct them mm-hmm. on the basics, and then we move them through up to all the way up. We have a competition pistol team and a trap league, so uh, we run them all through a protocol that inspires, that supports that that gives them a structure to their journey in firearms. What's the age limit? Well, they have if they're minors, if they if they're 18 and under, I think it is, they need to come with the their parent. Okay. Which I would expect anyway. I wouldn't want sure. anyone underneath that age they can't uh, buy a rifle and or a pistol anyways till they're 21. Right. So, I want them there with somebody. Right. They're under 18. Okay. And then as old as you want to be. So I have to tell you my top, <laughs> some of my top two shooters, going to mention their names on the radio because they're cool with that, Toby and Donna. They run my Winchester qualification program shoot that we do in my chapter. They are, I believe, in their 70s and they shoot ragged holes. These yeah. girls, if anyone's looking for my Facebook, a girl in a gun at uh, San Diego, there's a picture of her on my Facebook. We put up a couple of days ago. Her ragged hole is Tiny. Probably 10 shots an inch. That's why she runs that program. They're dead eyes, yes. Wow. So we have everyone from 18 all the way up to in their 70s, and we work with women at all skill levels. So it's it's an amazing group of women. We have a wonderful chapter, wonderful vibe. Right. Yeah, well, that that is one thing that, that is really impressive about your group, and I think is is unique and, and really kind of special is uh, when I've been ex- been around the group, or, you know, a couple of events or walking through or whatever, you guys are a really tight knit kind of friendly. It is. I mean, it's a fun, it's a fun vibe. It's like a sorority. We, you know, we've had a lot of people say that to us. My, a lot of people have said this was the most fun event we've ever done because what happens is say like at our trap league, we'll have everybody claps for each other. And we just have a kind of a rule in our chapter, a rising, our motto is a rising tide lifts all ships and we stand by it. We, we don't let, we don't allow gossip. We don't have clicks. Everybody welcomes everyone else. And I kind of think, you know, there's a saying, your vibe attracts your tribe. <laughs> and I really think that how we've created this chapter and the women that come in it, it's just, this is why we're here. 
We're here to show, to support you, mm. no matter if you've never touched a handgun before, all the way up to after you've shown us that you're safe and we're kind of known in the community as safety snobs, um, that we support you all the way, wherever you want to go. If you want to go do competition, if you want to do static range shooting, if you want to do shoot and move, you know, if you want to do whatever, everyone is there to support each other. The only thing we don't do in my chapter is hunting, and that's probably on me because I'm not a hunter. And so we have things in the country, though, where you can go and be in a Well, you got people to hook them up with. Yeah, you got people that if they want to go hunting, you do have groups that, that you can say, hey, you go check these guys There's out. A girl and a gun. Right. We have a national conference every year. Part of the joy of that is you can shoot an AR from a helicopter Ooh. if you want. That's one of the events. And we do <laughs> classes all weekend, depending on what level you are. You're grouped in your levels all the way from beginning, beginning up to ninja style stuff. And we do really? everything, shoot and moves, first aid, uh, anything you can think of, long long rifle, precision shooting. Uh, three. We have three gun university. We do everything that you can think of at conference. And it's 400 women from all over the country. In fact, our guest that we had, Darcy Schoon oh, today, yeah. I met her at my first Girl in a Gun conference. Wow. She's a famous forensic investigator on child and human trafficking. That was some amazing. amazing. Yeah, I just know. amazing. That sounds fun. So if Joe yeah, wears really a fun. wig, so if Joe wears a wig, do you think he can get to the helicopter or no? I know. I know they all want to. It's. I'm sorry. <laughs> You Joe, could sneak in, but I doubt it. I'll loan you a wig. I think I got one in the <laughs> I'm garage. I'll go with a wig. <laughs> yeah, I figured to be able to shoot an AR out of I'm a helicopter. That. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Targets on the ground. And they kind of they take you around, they show you where everything is. They show you how to run your AR if you don't know how. And then they take you, well, you two years ago when we had conference, it was uh three times around the course. So it was thirty six rounds. Wow. It wasn't just like bang, three rounds. Bang. Yeah, it was thirty six rounds around this treed area with red and silver uh, steel targets that you bet plan. You. Look at that grin on her it face. So, it was, <laughs> it was, it was terrifyingly exciting. Yeah, yeah, exciting. Exciting. <laughs> I guess that's the best words to use. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. You guys sound like you're doing, it just sounds fun. It is. It is really sounds fun. like a really fun group. You know, I go do, uh, we do uh, sporting clays every month. And no matter how good or bad I shoot, Joe has never once <laughs> clapped for me. So, Joe, that's really. I'm, I'm clapping inside. Oh, <laughs> listen to you. Jeez. Come on. What is this, a guy thing? I mean, come on. Or is he really not hitting the clay? Just little golf claps. Oh, oh little yeah. golf claps. Oh, I like that. And I'm sure all your girls belong to San Diego County gun owners, right? Well, we actually, I put a lot of San Diego, San Diego County gun owners, we post probably. Um, three times each quarter because we think it's really important. Yeah. We have your postcards at our sign-in table for every meeting, and we encourage women to join because this group, San Diego County Gun Owners, is where I get my political information. Exactly. I'm not very politically oriented, so I don't mm -hmm. follow it, and plus it's so confusing these days. So if I have a question about who I'm going to vote for or what's going on, if I hear a rant about gun ownership or... Yeah. everyone's taking firearms away. I go to this group to find out what's really happening. Right. Otherwise, I don't trust the rest of the no. media. No. So we do encourage our girls to join everyone. I was just joking, though, because he knows I'm always promoting the San Diego yeah. County gun owners. We yeah. do. We have Barb, too. She's always promoting. You can't, yeah, even, buy, you can't even buy lunch for $10. <laughs> yeah, right? I right? Know. Yeah. I know. 
I'm trying. I haven't been able to pull it off yet. I think you extremely important. I love it. What, what if someone were to ask, if a woman were to ask you or a reporter or somebody, you know, why is this important for women to be? You know, why is it important that this group exists? What would you say? Because women have a heart. I hope this doesn't sound terrible, but it's almost like a lot of women that come to me need permission to feel. To feel that power, which I don't like the word empowered, it's so trendy, to let go, to not have to rely on their husband or their boyfriend or their girlfriend or whatever to load their mag, to hand them a firearm. They need permission to feel like they can do it by themselves. And when they leave our first Brilliance in the Basics, I had one woman get in a car. She texted me when she got home and she said, I literally had to slow down. Because I got behind the wheel and I was like ripping through the streets because I felt like I had so much power. Yeah. Oh, didn't you have a similar experience with that? I mean, when you first started? Because you, you were not a gun person I when you got into that. high level anti-gunner. <laughs> my dad's Canadian. I don't have anyone in the family in my military. I was a yogi. I thought guns would jump out of the safe and get me. I was a gun hater. I cried through my first five or six lessons. <laughs> I hated, five. I really, Classes really did. Classes with all, with all male instructors probably? With, yes. My first male instructor, he, I, he, will tell, he tells everyone the story of my journey of crying. My husband wanted a gun, I didn't. And um, it was a journey. And then something clicked. The Winchester kind of challenged and me. look at you now. Look at me now. I'm, yeah. So how do girls find you? What's, what's the best way go to Go to our Facebook, quickest way, social media, look up on the internet, a girl and a gun, San Diego. You'll find tons of information. Hit us up at agag.sdca at gmail.com. Good. They can email. We have all, just Google us. You'll find us. Yeah, I was going to say, I I Google you. It's way, way easier. Girl and a gun, San Diego. So we're going to have to talk about this story. I didn't know that you were a gun hater. 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 I was one of those. And now you're you're a gun lover. Well, yeah, I'm a gun supporter. Well, and you, sure. you appreciate it. You, I appreciate it. I understand right. now. I didn't understand before. Exactly. And I think that's a lot. That could be said for a lot of people out there. All right. All right. Let's take a break. You ready? I think we're ready. This we're, is. I can't, can't wait to hear the story when we get back, too. That's going to be interesting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gun Owners Radio, nice FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Well, the California assault weapon laws, it makes it almost impossible to own an AR-style rifle. What would be the solution? Well, you can buy a Cali key for your rifle. That's right, Cali key. It'll convert any mil-spec direct impingement AR-15 or AR-10 into a bolt-action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you could afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. Hey, and if you folks are watching our show on uh, YouTube, do us a favor. Hit that like button and subscribe. 
and tell your friends. I think they'll get a lot out of the show. All right, we have our very special guest, Judy Wells. She's host of Responsibly Armed Radio. She's also head of the chapter, Girls with Girls and a Gun. And she decided to stay with us for another segment since she loves all the airtime she can get. She wants. Got to put the word out. Now she wants. A gun. Now she wants six hours. This is what <laughs> I was told this morning. Hmm. It's like we could have gone on for six hours. We could have gone on for six hours. That's absolutely true. All right. So I want. So I want to hear the story. How did you? I want to. So you. You just said in the last segment that you right. used to be. Fairly anti-gun. I, pretty, I, Not fairly. Extremely. Extremely. You were extremely anti-gun. Extremely. Now you're running a uh, a women's shooting group, which uh, is amazing, and teaching people to take us through the what happened. Yeah, and we're go right to the very beginning. Somebody had to come to you and say, "Hey, Judy." So my husband, that somebody was my husband, came to me and said, "I want to get a gun." It's kind of on my bucket list, and we have a rule about not saying no to each other because I always do crazy stuff like fly airplanes or whatever, and he yeah. does his thing. And, okay, if it's really important to you, but that was my hard line of a hard no or not having a gun because I really did have the thought that a gun could shoot you. I really, and I think a lot of people feel that All way. All by itself. If, yeah, so, well, then it's going to drop. It's going to go off. It's going to, like, who knows? Yeah. People feel that way, as naive as it is. And, and how, how long have you guys been? You guys, this this didn't happen when you were 20. You no, this it's happened like. 10, 10, 15, 20 years into your marriage? Yeah, like it was. 15, maybe? 15 years in your marriage, 15, and you were against the idea of gun ownership at all. Hated. Hated guns. Hated guns. I really a, did. That's a strong word. When somebody says I really says, did. I a, probably was be one of those people that would be talking to you saying, we gun control. We yeah. need gun control. No one should have them. And I'm not demeaning those people by any stretch because I understand that side of the story because I was there for my entire life. I'd never touched a gun, seen a gun, heard a gun, been near a gun. Like I said, my dad's Canadian. Yep. You know, it's a whole, never, no one served in the military. I had no friends that were in the military. They were just TV visions to me. So right. why did you? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I think that's true of most of those people, too, that have the, those kind of strong feelings or they hate, you know, about that. And it's it, it comes from ignorance, like you're saying. I, just, I don't know. I didn't I know. around it. And you've been trained to be afraid of it. And that's what happens. Right. What was the catalyst? Why did your husband want a gun? Um, he just felt like there was something he wanted to do in his life. We were in our 60s, and it's like, I want to do this before I die. So I went shooting with my stepson at the time, and um, he gave me a 45 because he was, at the, he was, I don't know, 17 at the time. This was years and years ago, and didn't know not to give me a 40. It was a 40 caliber 45. Shot one, I was done. Hated it even more because who too went, big, right? Too, too big, too loud. Too big, too loud. On the rifle side of a range where there's no, right. it was gigantic. It was like a cannon. So then we went through six months of, oh, heck no. We're not getting, not in those words. But, but yeah. on the radio, I'm going to say, oh, heck no. We're not getting a gun. But then he really wanted it. So I decided if we were going to have one, I better go to the range and learn how to use it. So uh, Kyle at Discount Gun Mart was my first instructor. We went out there and I, no lie, no exaggeration, cried for probably the first four or five lessons. I could not figure out how I was going to enjoy this or even want it or understood it. I just was, it was so upsetting. But and, what pushed you to, because you know, tell you, 
Yeah, you regretted it when you left the first lesson. I hated all of it. But what he did is he introduced the Winchester qualification shoot, which I don't know if you know what that is. It's the NRA program that you start in the beginning and you get 10 shots in a plate. And then after you do 10 of those, you move up to the next one. You get a pin. And we do this in my chapter, something you could do on your own. My girls do it at the range. I have everything for them at the range. And it's a way to, you know, it goes all the way up to distinguished shooter, which is skills, um, single hand, timed. From just the very beginning. So he brought in these plates. Well, if someone tells me I can't do something, forget it. (laughs) I'm all over that. So he presented the skill level test to me and said, let's try this. That was it. Was it with a rifle? Shot, no, pistol. Still a pistol. Bullseye pistol level is what it is in in the Winchester qualification shoot. So the first level of that seven level shoot is 10 plates or 10... I'd say plates, eight inches, I think, 10 shots in each plate, let's say. Well, I wasn't leaving the range till I did that 10 (laughs) times. And then that was it. That literally turned me around. And then- Then all of a sudden the hatred went away. All of a sudden it was more about, can I I become proficient at this skill? I mean, and in my life, my choices of activities have all been more- male dominated, like I was in the martial arts in the seventies. I flew airplanes. I mean, these things were all used to be male dominated. And so is shooting still it's changing now, but it was. And I just had to prove that I could get proficient at this skill. And so one thing led to another, led to another. I started this little club called girls and guns with older women. Let's go back to the one thing went to another, went to another. Yeah. <laughs> That's a huge gap. All right. So I did so, this qualification. So, so wait, 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 though. So you you did you got real competitive and said, "Hey, I want to get good at this." Yes. But at some point, um, I, I think that you and correct me if I'm wrong. You would have had to have had some kind of uh, motivation change. You know that okay, this isn't just a neat activity to do. At some point, I, I think it seems to have gotten to be important to you. Maybe because you got the right gun. Well. I think that it shifted from being an activity that I wanted to do that when I became exposed to other people in the industry, like when I did my little, this is an example. I did my little club, Girls and Guns, with older women to get together. There were like six of us. And somehow, Gabby Franco, do you know who Gabby Franco sure, is? Sure, she was, yeah. She Gabby was, Franco, yeah. I streamed her in over a big old screen for the eight or 10 women in the group. And she did her mental gymnastics speech, mm-hmm. she does. And I started to have my eyes opened at the things that could happen if you could operate this tool. So it never was for self-defense for me until way later in my journey, after I had gotten proficient at an AR, after I had fallen in love with a shotgun, after I learned that I could um, use this tool and bullseye and oh my gosh, did you see what I just did? Later in my journey was when I thought, okay, wait a minute. There's a whole other thing, self-defense. Like that's what this tool could be used for as well. And then things started shifting for me in terms of would I really hurt this person? Could I really hurt somebody to save me? Well, then there was that whole discussion with my friends saying, well, if you wouldn't save me and I say, no, I probably wouldn't. And then... It was like one thing led to another, led to another. So then I read Varg Freeborn's book, um, Violence of Mind, where he actually validated my feelings that I don't want to be a hero. I would carry just to protect my family. 
not to protect anyone else's children, right. not you, not Joe, not Dave, nobody. I would use it for my family and my family only. That's it. And he validated that whole thing about what's your mission. It's to go home at night and be safe. So it was like when I got past the, this is just a cool thing to do. And all these people I started meeting and the journey of meeting all these people through a girl and a gun and Darcy and all these amazing women. Then my eyes got, became open and I saw all the things behind what a gun ownership really is, what, what was, it means. What was the motive when you, when you put together a social group and started teaching other women and that sort of thing, what, what was that providing for you? What, what did that do for you? Like how come you didn't just go, all right, well, this was fun. I'm going to walk away. How come you said, you know what, I got to get more women involved. I got to get more involved and I want more people to, to, to do this with me. What, what was that doing for you? Well, um, so personal detail, which I think most all my girls know when I was little, I was uh, the victim of a violent sexual assault and um, I was a little girl, I was 12 and it took me a long time in my journey with gun ownership to realize that if I had been an adult, that could have prevented that violent sexual assault. And so it was at that point that I thought if I could help one woman, now I know 12 year olds aren't going to walk around with a firearm on their body, but there's many of many women who can at this point um, protect themselves. And when I started connecting the dots, it took me a long time to connect the dots of how this whole thing kind of works together. It could be fun, but it could also be really serious. It can be a tool that can save your life. Right. And in fact, that's how responsibly armed radio came into being is Tatiana, Tatiana was here and she was teaching a class and she was staying at my house because I have lots of room. And we were on the roof deck talking about it, having this conversation about someone coming into my home and what would I do? And she told me what she would do. And I was like, I, I can't see. How am I going to do that? And she said, and we said, everyone should hear this. Every female should hear what we're talking about right now. And that's how we started Responsibly Armed Radio. Yeah, I, did, I didn't know that. I didn't know that story at all. But what I have come to find out when talking to people, Dave, when talking to, mm -hmm. you know, motivated people that, that, you know, write about it, talk about it, teach it, whatever. This isn't just a, you know, a, a neat hobby. Mm -hmm. I've, I've noticed that, that people who get into this, it is meaningful in a way that I don't think it's expressed nearly, nearly. It changes often your life. It does. It changes your life. It changes how you view the world. Yeah. Um, people have come into my life that I never would have met. Amazing people. Amazing people. Through through this, my skills, my my feeling of awareness, my eye hand coordination, my feeling of just being in my body. And even after being a yoga teacher for part of my life, this is this having a firearm has changed my life in a lot of ways that I never could have even I imagined. Awesome. I love that you're that you're into yoga too. I think that's, that's a lot of similarities. I love write yoga, an especially article. the fruit on the bottom ones. Love that's my favorite kind <laughs> right there. Funny, you knew that's where this was going. Yeah, I never know yeah. with him where it's going to go. Well, yeah, never know. <laughs> I absolutely like that one myself too, <laughs> especially with the big chunks, man. That's really dude. Good. That's awesome. That's a really cool story. Yeah. But truly, it's one thing I, I have noticed: the more people I know who are, you know, doing something in the industry, uh, you know, the more I talk to them, the more I realize, uh, or you know, the industry or the cause. I realized there's a deeper motivation, which is really, really interesting. And oh, by the way, it just happens to be really fun, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I, I, like I said, I didn't know that uh, going into it. I'm so sorry that happened to you. You know what? Oh, absolutely. It's all good. It's led well, me to the, the blessed the broken, broken road, right? Everything happens for a reason. Right, everything, right, right. And you've taken lemons and made lemonade. 
for a lot of people. Trying to be inspirational to a lot of women. Making some great lemonade too. And that you know, that's the part like you were just talking about, Michael, about the um the motivation part of it, because um you know, there's so many aspects to owning gun. It's it's so much more than just shooting a gun. So much. And and that's right. what is frustrating sometimes with these anti-gun people and these politicians that want know. to take all that away. Yeah. And there's so much more to it. So it's it's great that uh, Judy came on and talked about that I know. today. Judy, thank you again. And, You're welcome. And the website one more time. Responsiblyarmedradio.com or you can go to a girlandagun.org and find our chapter through that. Perfect. And by the way, that was Tatiana Whitlock, who is famous in the gun world and she's in maine so we've got her in maine and her in sandy or california what, what coast to coast coast long, to coast. long distance radio you got it all right we're gonna take a quick break why because we have to this is gun owners radio fm 96.1 am 1170 the answer all right folks Welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. All right. Well, hey, folks, clean lube and protect your gun faster and easier with Seal One. Seal One CLP Plus is an all in one solution that cleans, lubricates, and protects your gun. It's also natural, non toxic, and environmentally friendly. Seal One was founded by a Navy SEAL here in San Diego, and all their products are made in the USA. Seal One is also a strong supporter of the San Diego County gun owners, so we are very proud to have them on board. Clean your gun faster, better with Seal One. Use the code GOR25 for a 25% discount off your first order on their website at SealOne.net. All right. So clean lube and protect. That's one. That's one phrase that applies to your 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 car shows and your, I, your it, radio show. You're absolutely right. Have you you've and, gotten the product right? And politics too, actually. Yeah, probably. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, I love Seal One. I absolutely love Seal One. I was nervous about using their paste. What, what do you do? You Seal yeah, have One? Have you ever used it? it? Oh, so you, you got it. It's a cleaner and a lubricant. No, for, I use the one that's or, that organic one. E frog or whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so this this one's organic too, and it's vilder, but it's really weird. Like Michael tell you, well, Michael pioneered the boiling water method. Yes, I did. I I had uh, (laughs) that's exactly what I did. I'm gonna start calling it the boiling water method. What? Although it would seem more appropriate that the boiling water method would be used for frog lube, boiling water. BWM. (laughs) So tell them what you did with the boiling water. So for Seal One, what I did is so it comes in a paste. It's almost like like paste, like when you were a kid. You do like arts and crafts, you know, like it's it's paste. So uh, I put it all 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 in my gun, all in my Glocks, got it all in there with a brush, all this pasty paste, you know, got it all in, scrub, scrub, scrub. And now everything inside my gun, all the little levers and, you know. Springs. It's all covered in this paste, right? So I took uh, hot water just right under my kitchen sink because this is, like I said, this is a natural stuff. It's not, there's no petroleum product in it. Uh, and turn the water on to as hot as I could stand it, and then just rinsed my gun, and it is like new. It is like new. So <laughs> look at the look. Now the other, look at it, I, know, Judy, I forgot the, we were streaming live. Yeah. The only thing is what the only thing I'm going to add to it is I'm going to go to like uh, Office Depot and I'm going to get you know the compressed air. Oh yeah, yeah. Know, you know, and I'm just going to you know you, you wait a minute. Dry it. So the instructions. On Seal One did not say put they don't it say to do that. boiling hot water. <laughs> no. 
And you know, my my wife's instructions were to you know they didn't include uh, you know boiling hot water and uh, cleaning and, my Glock in the sink in her sink. Yeah, but so the 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 product itself is paste. Well, it comes one version of yeah one, one version. version. You can get spray. You can get. Aerosol. Yeah, and I think the li- the paste liquefies at what 104 degrees. Is that what they said? It's 104 degrees. So if you put it into like like you know a hot the typical hot tub is about 102 or whatever. Right? Mine's 103. So mine's, mine's 102. <laughs> 102. So if you if you if the water in the spigot there, if you get it to as hot as you can stand it, you're probably looking at 108, 110 or something like that. Yeah. So it's more than enough. Any what? And the gun shot afterwards? It's perfect. Not a, it's better than it was. It's clean and it leaves like a kind of a non-greasy, uh, you know, lubricated feel to it. It's perfect. And, and next week, are we going to hear about the crockpot method? That's not my. <laughs> <laughs> well, next I got to do my AR though. But but you know what we got to talk about what. What happened last week with the NRA? They announced, if you saw in the news, they, they announced that they are they declared bankruptcy, and everybody is going crazy nuts, both sides of the spectrum. That's just a reorganization. Exactly. I think that's what we need to talk They got about. their clock clean because there was some improprieties at the upper levels of the NRA, and, well, and, there's, and that's just a way- to start over. Well, and there's it's more than that though because yeah, it's, I, I mean they've been viciously attacked by the state of New York, and it's it's amazing it's taken them this long to relocate and get out of that. And this, from what I was reading the other day, this is part of that. Well, didn't that they have process. to go bankruptcy to get out? That, of, that's of, what. Yeah, that's what they're saying. It's part of that process. They say they're completely solvent. They're not broke well, or anything not. like that. It's just part well, of that well, movement. Well, let's go back. Let me just set a little bit, bit of context too. So back right after the Civil War, what happened was. Uh, a couple of Union soldiers set up the NRA in New York, incorporated in New York. What is it, 18, I think it's 1871 when mm-hmm. they set it up? 1871, it's on all their logos. We should have this memorized by now. <laughs> they uh, set up the, it was really just a marksmanship program. And the, the first president of the NRA, anybody? George Washington. No. First president of the NRA? No clue. The very first president of the NRA? Ulysses S. Grant. No. Oh. He was going to say Charlton Heston. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so they incorporated. Then, of course, they grew into what they are now. But there were two things that were happening. One is the state of New York. First off, what was happening was anti-gun folks in the state of New York were trying to crush the NRA because they disagree with them politically. But the two ways they were doing that is, number one, is they were going after – they were saying, hey, you guys are committing fraud. Uh, You're spending money that you shouldn't spend. You're you're basically – uh, back mis- in 1800? No, no, no. Back in two years ago. Oh. They, so this is so I skipped like 100 years of, yeah, you sort of, of civil did. rights history there. 100 and <laughs> whatever, 130 years. So after they were set up in New York, after they incorporated, you know, they grew into what they're doing. But but what the anti-gun folks in New York are, are claiming is they're saying, hey, look, you're spending money on this, mm. this, and this. You're misrepresenting to your members and donors what you're spending money on. So you're telling your members and donors that, hey, we're the Second Amendment organization, we're educating, we're fighting politically, that sort of thing. Meanwhile, you're spending money on things that have nothing to do with that. Right. So that they're, they consider that fraud. Going to hotels and golf courses and things like that. That's the 10-second, you know, watered right. down. For, so please don't, you know, oh, well, gee, Mike, it's a lot more complicated than that. We understand that. We only have one segment to talk about it. The <laughs> other thing they were doing <laughs> is they were offering this carry guard product, which is, you know, it's like uh, – you know, it's like legal protection. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you. So is that not solvent? Well, so here's the deal. They were they were offering that in the state of New York. The state of New York said, hey, look, this walks like a duck. It, you know, it quacks. 
this is insurance. You know, and they said, no, 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 it's not insurance. And they said, yeah, it's insurance. So they started going after them by basically, you know, being an unlicensed insurance agency and saying, hey, you have to go through all the things that, you know, you have to be regulated and go through the same steps as any insurance company. Those are the two ways they were being attacked. Meanwhile, you know, there was a, a, an optics and PR problem. There were internal problems, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So th- what they're doing is they're saying, you know what, fresh start, we're going to reset everything. We're going to, uh, you know, declare bankruptcy, which is like you said, Dave, it's a reorg. Yeah, it's just a reorg. And then we're going to move and set up shop in Texas and then resume business as right. usual. And nothing's going to change. Are the board of directors or the president or any of those people changing? Well, I th- the board of directors have, has been changing over the last few years for a lot of different reasons. Mm. Um, they've had some problems that we've all talked right. about. Right. So I think you're going to see this is speculation. Everything I just said are things that I read and, you know, find on but the from internet. From here on, is speculation. I'm speculating that there is going to be major change at the leadership level. Right. I'm also thinking that right now, Leadership is saying, "Hey, you know what? We got to stick. We got to stay on board until we get things all reorganized." Right. reorganized. Yeah, and that's exactly what they were saying. The article that I read today, um, they were saying that there are no plan, and they always say this, but they're saying there's no plans to reduce their employees, mm-hmm. no plans to uh, to move because their headquarters is in Virginia, I believe, yep. and no plans to move that or anything like that. But yeah, it's, it's they're saying it's strictly a strategic move because you have to remember too that the person that's uh, leading the charge against them, the Attorney General in New York actually ran on that issue that she was going to destroy the NRA. And then now you get in office and that's what you do. You attack a business. I mean, it's a a civil rights organization. You attack the oldest civil rights organization in the country. Right. Do you know if Lockton is Lockton run by owned by the NRA? Uh, which, is that the that's the, the insurance for instructors that most of us have is Lockton. I I, be, I believe that it, it is run by them and it's owned by them, or I, I believe that they have a partnership with them. We probably want to look, go check that out. Yeah, I, maybe, I, yeah. I think it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Their revenue is still. I mean, they they their oh. revenue is still tens of millions of dollars. Well, that's well. what they're saying. Yeah, and there's no. They're like I said. They're not. Yeah. Usually, when you hear bankruptcy, it's oh, we're broke, we're going under, and right. that's not the case. Here. No, they're solvent. It's not a financial issue. Companies do that all the time. You know, like when you hear a a, a, a clothing chain or a restaurant chain say, "Oh, we're going bankrupt." Everything. Oh my God, you'll never see him again. Next thing you know, wait a minute, didn't you and, just? And that's a big deal. Bankruptcy is a big deal, but this is not a big deal. No, for the reason uh, that it's uh, bankruptcy is usually a big deal. Right. This is a big deal. Because you have an enormous civil rights political organization, right. a national uh, uh, political organization, you know that Washington D.C. is is you know is a terrible place. Well, it's a terrible place, but they're a huge player. Okay, Washington D.C. didn't take them down, Mm-mm. right? They're not the ones forcing this. What forced this? And this was damaging. This cost them money. It cost them all kinds of problems. Uh, what did uh, uh, you know force them into this position? statewide local politics mm-hmm. you know just and like I, we've always been saying it, it's getting to the point where you know this is it's it, we're there it's not getting to a point mm-hmm. we're there it's to a point where this issue the second amendment is first off a lot broader than it used to be and second it's main street it's mm-hmm. no longer it's not even capitol building it's mm-hmm. not washington dc it's main street um so when when uh, when when people start getting attacked for their political views uh on the second amendment in financial ways, or like we said in our press release, you know, at the top of the show, 
when they're saying, hey, if you're involved in this recall, then you're a white supremacist. That's why we have to be the voice. Exactly. That's where this stuff's coming from. All right. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back a whole lot more right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Well, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. And if you have taken training, then you know you should have coverage for the legal battle after your self-defense battle. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year, with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does U.S. Law Shield. Guess what? Gun Owners Radio listeners, you can get a free uh, T-shirt when you join. Just use the promo code GUNOWNERSRADIO at uslawshield.com. Hey, if you're watching YouTube, please do us a favor. Hit the like button and subscribe button and tell as many friends as you can. And by the way, January is Female and Firearms Month. If you know a female firearms owner, new or experienced, tell them to tune in to Gun Owners Radio. This month, we talked with Desi from Not Me Sandy SD, the DC Project Tactic Gal, Bree Warner, will be joining us again soon. So share the show with your gal with a gun or a gal who wants a gun. Mr. Joe Germisi. Yep. Before Joe, we got to uh, oh. do a shout out to our some of our YouTube uh, listeners. Tread lightly, like excuse me, tread lightly, and Rick Cohen. Thanks for uh, thanks for watching us on YouTube. Appreciate cool. it, guys. All right. So Joe Germisi, the face of tyranny, face of tyranny, actually. Or tyranny. But, Sorry, yeah, tyranny will work though. New but uh, I'm just I was surprised to hear that I was a girl that wanted a gun. So yeah. I thought we were going into that. Yeah, so uh, yeah. cool. So the face of tyranny peeks out from behind the curtain. So um, the first six uh, anti-Second Amendment bills. So that's what the uh, blog article is about this week. And um, I wanted to write about this. Uh, no, no, nothing says you can't have fun when you write about this stuff, right? Even though it's uh, very serious. Yes, but you still have fun when you do it. Um, but anyway, uh, Michael called last week when, when he was out and uh, talked about these six uh, new gun bills because the 117th Congress uh, was sworn in on the 4th, I believe, and right off the bat, six new gun bills. And what they have is, they don't have the text of the bills yet, but what they do is they put them in, they're like placeholders. And you could look at the titles and kind of get the idea. 
And they're all the usual suspects. Um, there's six of them. Three of them we would recognize out here because we already have this stuff. Uh, one of them involves a seven-day waiting period for uh, firearms purchases, and this would be at the federal level. Um, another one uh, talks about registering uh, firearms and ammunition and prohibiting certain kinds of ammunition. So, again, we kind of have that out here already. And then uh, to prohibit the transfer of firearms at a gun show by a person who is not an FFL. So, um, again, we already have that kind of stuff out here in California. But this is the sort of thing that, you know, right out of the gate, that's what the Biden administration is going to be throwing this way. So, um, you know, I wanted to write about this a little bit. And um, what's interesting is when I was researching this or taking a look at these bills, uh, there was another one that was introduced last year. And I don't know if you're familiar with this one, Michael. Which one? um, HR 5717. Oh, 5717. <laughs> ah, yes. That uh, old. Uh, it was, uh, Which one's that one? It was actually introduced in um, January of last year, and it made it up to the um, Judiciary Committee through there. And then it stopped, and it doesn't really say why it stopped. Uh, I suspect this was in March is when it stopped, so I suspect they got distracted with all the COVID stuff, yeah. and maybe it stopped at that point. But if you read through this bill, this bill incorporates all these things and lots of other stuff. So it essentially mm. um, it essentially nullifies the Second Amendment is what it does if they pass something like that. And um, there's nothing, you know, it stopped last year. There's nothing to say they won't revive that kind of thing and run it through this year. Um, well, what's an, what's an example? You said it does all these things and then... What, what, what else does it do? Each of these things that we just, those three things I yeah. just mentioned, um, additional ATF agents, yep. um, public safety. Uh, it goes further with uh, banning the old uh, assault rifle ban thing. Oh. All that's on there. Oh. So there's a whole list of things, and I linked it to it in the article. I linked to the summary page. So if you click on that, you'll see a list of about 19 things hmm. that that bill contains. It's a long bill, and that one is fleshed out. All the text and everything is in there. So, you know, it's all the same idea. I mean, it's going to be a, a, um, a vigorous campaign, I guess, against Americans and against the Second Amendment here this uh, next year. And um, I made a couple of predictions on here, and I, and I don't usually make predictions, especially in my articles. But I made an exception this time because I think we're moving into exceptional times. So why not make a prediction? <laughs> so um, one of my, my first prediction was that I think we're going to end up with some kind of um, – AR ban, the sale of uh, ARs this year. I think you're going to see that at the federal level. Um, And what I I don't think we're going to see is any kind of confiscation thing. And so those are kind of my two predictions. And the reason for that is I'm thinking there's still enough sane Democrats left that that whole party's not completely destroyed yet, which they may go for, um, you know, banning semi-automatic rifles because i think right. that's the direction they're going to go in there's going to say all semi-automatic rifles that's the new that's the new uh uh phrase that's the new catchphrase is semi-automatic yeah it used to be that's the new bump stock it, it is bump stock <laughs> but it used to yeah and it used to be you know machine guns and then they're like no no no, they're not machine guns and then it was and assault, assault weapons, weapons. Oh, and so the new thing is semi-automatic yeah so i i'm predicting that you're going to see that kind of ban and you won't see a confiscation thing i don't think now i caveated that uh the second prediction with if we have not if, but when we have another mass murder that involves a fire gun, if we or a firearm, fire, fire, um, gun. fire gun, <laughs> if we have uh, another school shoot and we will have one of those and until they eliminate these gun free zones, we're going to continue to have mm-hmm. these things. And it's not like they're unique to our country. These happen all over the world because most countries are giant gun free zones in right. most places in the world. They don't have a second amendment. 
Um, but here, until we eliminate those gun-free zones, we're going to continue to see that. If we have one of those things, I think before they pass a ban, then I think all bets are off. Then I think you may see some kind of confiscation scheme or something like that. Because what typically happens when those kinds of events happen is the Republicans just run for cover. They drop everything and they go hide. And I think if that happens while they're hashing out this bill, I think they will have enough support probably to try some kind of confiscation. And I think, you know, well, all that's... Well, that's all my, you know, my old Democrat versus Republican joke. You, you haven't heard this one. Oh, yeah, I like I'm this not. one. The one where if, if Democrats could introduce a, a, a law, introduce a bill to burn down the White House, and Republicans would insist that they phase it in over three years. <laughs> that's yeah, that's pretty they, much how this crap works. Well, because they run and hide, and you know, I I think I called them cowardly in the article, which I was trying I was trying going to try not to say cowardly Republicans here on the radio, <laughs> but cowardly Republicans is a good way to go because that happened when the Parkland shooting happened. Uh, if you remember, national reciprocity was through the House. It yeah. was you know it was going to be debated at least in the Senate. I don't know if it would have made it or not, but as soon as that happened, they stopped everything, and that was it. Everybody's afraid, and you know that kind of event has nothing to do with concealed carry it has nothing to do with with law-abiding gun owners but yet these guys will not stand up and fight for that and it's it's very frustrating on the plus side though uh you know not to not to be a completely dismal uh john dylan-esque kind of yeah right (laughs) um you know i think there is a silver lining with this uh someone commented on our facebook page on the article and um you know, they were they were saying, oh, this is the kind of stuff that's, you know, going to lead to possibly a civil war, that kind of stuff. And this, this is a bad thing when they, they're going to be this aggressive like this. But I think the silver lining is that they're going to be so aggressive with these, it's going to spur numerous lawsuits. And it's almost certainly going to force the court, the Supreme Court, to rule on this stuff, I think, sooner rather than later. So, you know, hopefully they'll you know, rule according to the Constitution, and we'll get a good ruling. But I think that's kind of a silver lining that's going to force the issue. Well, if you are a member of San Diego County Gun Owners, you are already a plaintiff in a federal lawsuit that will hopefully uh, stop and end uh, assault, assault, quote-unquote, assault weapon bans. So that's going to be heard again in uh, February. So hopefully, uh, you know, there's a distinct possibility that we got out in front of this mm-hmm. and that, that that bill won't even – it'll be – Dead before it even gets voted. Dead on arrival. Dead on arrival. All right, let's take a quick break. This is Thanks, Joe. Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right now. Here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. Well, PRMI Mortgage, what a great company. PrimeRes.com slash Alpine. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped. And if you're looking to buy, refi, or maybe you're considering a reverse mortgage, you need to give our guy a call. He is our local mortgage guy, Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call at 619-722-1303 or just go to primeres.com slash alpine. 
All right, Joe. So this is your gear review segment. What have you got for us today? I'll get something fun today. Um, this is actually uh, a Yours conversion kit. all fun. That's true. This was really fun. Okay. I, I had a ball shooting this thing <laughs> this week. Um, this is a conversion kit from a company called CMMG. And what this does is it converts your AR rifle from a 223 caliber to a 22 long rifle caliber. Really? And all you have to do is drop this in. This is the only change. And um, what that enables you to do is um, obviously shoot 22 long rifle out of your AR, but it um, allows you to train a lot more because obviously the 22 long rifle rounds are much cheaper than the 223 rounds. Right. But it also lets you um, shoot, say, on the uh, like pistol range, like at Lemon Grove Rod and Gun Club, where we shoot at steels and things. I could shoot at all that stuff, the plate racks, everything. So I'm just shooting a 22. And what that lets you do is otherwise you, know, you shoot, couldn't. Right. I couldn't shoot a 223 at it. It'll damage the targets. Right. So. Um, what that does is it allows me to practice using the gun. I can go through all the motions, the manual of arms, all the uh, mechanics. Everything is exactly the same. And with a um, a two two three, since they're or with an AR style run, gun, um, there's minimal recoil anyway. So the fact that I'm shooting twenty two long rifle and there's no recoil doesn't really change things that much. Mm. So it's a great training tool and uh, put this in and tried it out this uh, this week at the range and I just had a ball shooting this thing. Um, so I wanted to show everybody how to do this uh, on my gun. So I've got my Daniel Defense um, DD4, uh, what is it, DDM4 uh, V7 is my Daniel Defense here. And it's checked clear. You'll see the uh, flag up here. So um, let's see, we could pull this open. We can get that out. Checked clear. There's no, um, no magazine in here, so we're good to go. So because this is a California-compliant uh, gun, so um, what I'm using is the Hellfighter Tactical Juggernaut system to make this thing California compliant. And what that does is it locks the magazine in unless I break the action open. So on this gun, there's a button here that I have to push in. And you'll see it breaks the, um, breaks the magazine or breaks the gun open just about an eighth of an inch. That'll allow you to push the, um, the magazine release on this side. It'll drop the magazine out and then you click it shut again. Mm -hmm. That makes it California compliant. So that complicates me swapping this thing in. So if you had a normal Free America gun, uh, it takes about 30 seconds to drop this in. Mm -hmm. So I'll show you how to do it with this gun, and it takes about a minute and a half or so. So what I'm going to do is uh, the first thing I'm going to do is unscrew this um, screw over here. And I'm going to kind of grab this to hold the upper and the lower together. But I'm going to unscrew this. So this is not something you would necessarily do at the field. You would oh, do yeah. It. No, you can do this. But, I mean, range. you would more likely You're not going to do, do it while they're shooting at you and no, they're running. No, but, but you'd want to do this at home, I would assume. You know, get it yeah, all you ready. Could. Like I said, it takes a minute. So you unscrew this. I mean, it doesn't take any tools or anything. I'm going to push that in a bit, and you can see the other button pops out on the other side. So with this button here, if you can see it, I'm going to turn And it's marked on there which way to go to open and close. So I'm going to turn it a quarter turn uh, counterclockwise. And I'm going to pull it out to here where it hooks up so it won't come all the way out. You just pull it as far as it goes. And then your gun breaks open. So that's what we have to do in California. To swap this out, you just grab the uh, charge handle and the bolt carrier group. Pull the bolt carrier group out. Take the conversion kit. Let's see if I can do all this here. Oh, this ought to be good. Did you practice? I did, actually. But, um, of course, it won't be the same, so I'm trying to do this. You need another hand? You normally would, but that's okay. 
Now, normally you could do it. I'm just worried about pointing this thing here and there. So, so what will happen once I get this back up where it's supposed to be, then I fit this conversion kit in. I drop it back in. Click this shut. Push this. Uh, push this guy back in. Then I get a quarter turn clockwise and push it all the rest of the way in. Take Put my spring and my little in. screw back on here. And now you can take 22 long. And what what about uh, what about the magazine? So That's the magazine. My question. So when you buy these things, what you'll get with the kit, you get that conversion kit. So now we're back in. We can rack that, and it's good to go. So if you notice too, when you rack it, when you have the conversion kit in, the bolt only comes back a little ways. It's part of the conversion kit. It doesn't come back as far as it normally would with the two two three. Because the two two threes are longer. Yeah. So this is ready to go right now. So what they send you is three magazines, and they're modified to shoot 22s. So um, just pop it in like that, and it's ready to go. Again, my California compliant, so I push the button, break it open. Let's see. There we go. Push the button, break it open, do that, and then click it back up, and it's good. So roasting over here. Yeah, hey, you're um, a little warm. Yeah, really. Hopefully it don't go out. So um, anyway, that's the, um, the conversion kit. You can get these, uh, these kits go for about $189, and you get the actual uh, the conversion kit. You get three magazines with it. Wow. Um, they were a little bit hard to find on CMMG, or CMMG, I guess. Um, I found mine at Midway USA, and um, the, um, I found them at other places, too. It was hard to find on the uh, CMMG site. Uh, but on Midway, they had them there. I also found them at Brownells. Um, I found them at Kabbalah's. Um, a lot of places were out of them right now. But for the most part, um, that's what it is. So um, we shot this thing. Uh, a number of us shot this at the range the other day. And we probably put, oh, easily 100, maybe 200 rounds through it. Uh, we had no misfires. We had no... Um, no uh, ejection problems. We had no issues at all, and it was just a blast to use. It was just a lot of fun. Wow. So the, rel the reliability was excellent. It was great. I could not make it fail. And normally what I'll shoot, um, I normally shoot the CCI mini mags, which are a little more expensive. Yeah. Uh, for this one, I didn't shoot those, though. I, I grabbed the uh, the junky cheap. Um, thank you. Mm -hmm. The uh, junky cheap kind of uh, 22 open kind of lead bullets I had. And um, they worked fine. There were no issues at all. And it was just it was just so much fun to shoot. So, uh, you know, if you don't shoot your AR that much because of either ammunition or because of, you know, range time or something like that, uh, this conversion kit is great. And like I said, it took me, what, maybe a minute and a half or something to swap that out. Yeah. And, and you're under pressure because the camera was on you. And that, and I'm roasting with this jacket on is the other thing. <laughs> but well, the um, And that's always been the, 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 the 22 conversion kits – no matter the platform that's always been the fear or the the problem is is the reliability so if this is you know kicking yeah. butt with, with how many rounds did you run through huge. it probably a couple of hundred and um, no issues at all none that's awesome and again that was did you hit the target yeah it was great so it'll help you hit the target too? we have we have video <laughs> so um but yeah and that was with the kit in this gun because i've heard other people talk about um having conversion kits where okay they have problems from time to time um, so, I mean, it, it, it may depend on your gun or whatever, but with this one, it was perfect. I mean, it was well, great. one of the things people don't think about when with conversion kits, especially with ARs, 
um, is it's a really good training tool. You know, when you're going through a, a class, you know, that's specific to a carbine or any kind of AR class, that sort of thing, it's a really good training tool because you're going through all the same motions. Uh, so you're getting that muscle memory, but you're not developing a flinch. Exactly. Yeah. And um, like I said, with my, I don't shoot my AR enough, and that's been on my list for a while to improve that. And um, just shooting this for, you know, a couple of times this week, trying this thing out, uh, huge difference. I mean, I, I just got really comfortable with this thing because it was just, it was fun because I was handling the thing. And that was, that was my big deal. If I could uh, bring this to the range, you know, when I'm doing my RSO shifts or something and shoot a couple hundred rounds through it every week, I mean, I'm going to be solid with this thing. It'll be real easy to start training and, and you know, doing it uh, with regular uh, start carving competing. classes. Could be, could be. Yeah, three gun. That. It's next on your list, three gun. So, yeah, so that's what we have. Um, and 22s are not, uh, if it's a 22, if it's a rimfire 22, you don't have to worry about the assault weapon laws. Yeah, and that was the other thing, too. You have to watch when you order this because uh, they sell them with uh, three 25-round magazines for people in free America. Nah. And then they sell them with uh, the three 10-round magazines for people out here. Nah. So you have to pay attention to that. But, um, you know, that's the other thing, too. If uh, And I was wondering about You may know the answer to this, though. Oh, if, here we uh, go. If you were to throw a 25-round uh, um, 22 caliber magazine into this, would this be violating something or uh, would so it still be okay? The assault weapons ban, there's kind of this foundation that the assault weapons ban law uh, uh, you know, starts with. It has to be a semi-automatic, which that is, mm -hmm. and it has to be center fire caliber, which that is not. Right. Because so. 22 is rim fire caliber. Now, that was my thought. So, so 25 if, round magazines should be okay, even though I didn't want to order it that way because I didn't want them to say they're not going to ship it to California because it's a 25 round yeah. magazine. So if it's but you would have known. If, if it's not semi automatic, if uh -huh. it's not rim fire, excuse me, if it's not semi automatic, if it's not center fire, if it does not have a detachable magazine, it's not a, it's any one of those, you know, uh, it's not a, uh, it's it, the rest of the assault weapons ban does not apply. Now, the magazine issue, though, is a separate thing. Uh -huh. The magazine laws apply to any magazine. It doesn't okay. have to be centerfire. Well, because I know with, with this one, for instance, mine's California compliant because <laughs> I have a locking magazine mechanism on here. Um, but if I were to throw a 30-round two two three magazine in here, now this is an assault rifle. Now I'm in trouble. I, I believe so. I so, didn't fully yeah. follow up. Even if you bought a mag during yeah. Freedom Week? No, the, the mag is not a problem. <laughs> yeah. If I put that mag in this gun, that's a problem. And that's what I've always been told. Even though it's California legal Even though gun. it's California compliant, it still can't have a 30-round magazine in it. If, it's, if it has a pistol grip and it's semi-automatic, it can't have a magazine in it that holds more than 10 rounds. Right. Perfect. Even, if, even though if, this is locking a if magazine. If your AR is, is, uh, is not semi-automatic... You can have any, any which, which gets over to the way you get around the compliance, exactly. right? With um, which which uh, method is that again? The uh, I don't remember what it's called, <laughs> but essentially, it called. essentially we'll makes tell your, you off air. Yeah. It essentially makes your AR a bolt action rifle, right? right is what it does. It is a, a manual yeah. manual action. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. All right, well, I'm exhausted. Whew. But that was a very good review. That was. That's oh, awesome. Yeah, How it's much great, was it? It's a great product. Um, 186? 180, 189 is what oh. it lists for. I found them anywhere from 189 to 234 or so. Uh, but again, they're I don't say they're hard to find, but they're like everything else. I went to two or three places. They were out of stock. Yeah, go to your and local. And I found it at Midway. So. Go to your local shop or, you know. Go to yeah, your, I got at your least local have shops order first. Yeah. I'm ordering them for you because it's at least as long as you can order it. 
All right. Hey, folks, we're going to take a quick break. we got a whole lot more coming up. And especially, we're going to stump Sam, the gunman. Stump that kid. we got to stump that kid. Right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The Answer. Well, Hound Optics is now a 10-ring partner. Accurate, affordable, guaranteed sporting optics that go the distance. Backed by customer service, it goes the extra mile. You might remember when Joe reviewed some of their scopes. Great guys, great products, and a great company that is making opticals affordable. On top of quality optics, they pay close attention to the customer experience. Did you know their scopes come with mounts? So you don't have to worry about finding one that fits. We're so excited to welcome them on as official partners of the show. And for them at your local gun store, or you can just find them online on blackhoundoptics.com. Check these guys out. There you go. And if you go to your local gun store, they don't have Blackhound Optics, say, hey, what the heck? What's going on? All right. So our next guest, one of my favorite guys in the industry, fantastic, wonderful, wonderful guy, uh, Lenny McGill from the Glock store. Lenny, you there? I am here. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm in Nashville. You're in Nashville. I know. We, we want to talk about that. We want to hear all about the new facility in Nashville. But before we get there, we want to talk about, uh, you know, we're having this event in March called Cover Your Asp Week, where we get John Korea, um, well, you know, YouTube sensation and, and uh, trainer to, he's going to come out and he's going to teach a bunch of cool stuff. He's going to teach his uh, seminar, the 21's lesson learned from watching, I think he's up to 25,000 defensive gun use videos, uh, and uh, he's going to do live fire training, and there's a couple of social events. But Glock Store is doing something really, really cool, a law enforcement training scholarship program for Cover Your Asp Week, where you can actually sponsor folks, uh, law enforcement officers, to come train with John Korea thanks to Glock Store. And well, we're glad to participate. That's a great, it's a great cause, isn't it? I think it is. I think it's very, very cool. Are you, you're pretty familiar with John Korea? I'm not, not tremendously. I just read up uh, Dan. Actually, you know, you have been feeding a lot of information to Dan, and he's been telling me, you know, hey, this is a good thing to get involved with. So I said, well, let's do it. Yeah, and and so, you yeah. guys have a really close relationship with law enforcement. Uh, you guys have a lot of customers who are law enforcement officers, right? Oh, absolutely. Of course, you know, the Glock firearm itself is. Well, at one time, I don't know how it is now with the new SIGs, but I think at one time it was 80% of the law enforcement market. Uh, it has to be at least 60 or 70% of the law enforcement market at this time, as well as you know, a huge percentage of the, uh, of the civilian marketplace. So it's, uh, you know, Glock is, is, is huge. <laughs> yeah, and you get, you get huge, huge supporters of law enforcement in general. I, I remember you, you've had uh, drives in the past. Uh, I, I think just about all your your open or not your grand opening your um, uh, your big event in the in the parking lot there that you guys have every year, um, you're always doing some kind of drive to support law enforcement and uh, you know why is that important to Glock Store? Well, you know, of course, me myself personally, I, I'm a big believer in you know law and order, <laughs> and that's how we you know that's how we maintain liberty and freedom. Uh, and and that's and a civilization. So our our goal is to uh, you know be aware of how the fine line of this wonderful civilization that we have because of 
law enforcement. Anyway, without law enforcement, you will not have civilization. People will take advantage of you, and we you know, have to maintain law and order because people will, uh, people are people. And, and if we do not, you know, if we defund the police and there are no police to, to, to uh, basically uh, stop these bad guys, they will, they will come after us. And then it's going to get really ugly. That's what's called anarchy. And we don't want to see that. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in law enforcement. I think the law enforcement people are, are maligned in the press. And this whole thing is, is, is set up by who knows to, to make it fail. Because I, I just can't imagine that we are in the spot we are in now based upon where we were when I grew up as a young man or as a young boy, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Well, and, and you guys are uh, huge proponents of, of training as well. You guys have a lot of training. Uh, uh, you know, ability to train your facility. You have a lot of instructors, that sort of thing. So I think this this uh, scholarship program uh, kind of marries the two: your your passion for training and uh, your support of law enforcement. Well, thank you, and you're right. Now, you know the uh, uh, the facility in San Diego is kind of revolutionary and and unique in a sense that we don't shoot down lanes as a traditional traditional indoor shooting range. We have uh, combat rooms, and because of that, we can train people in more tactical, practical ways that make sense if you're actually using the gun for self-defense or, or you know, home defense. So it, it, the, the Glock's experience is, is really fun, and, and uh, we, we feel that that kind of training is, is much better than shooting down tra- uh, a lane. You know, every, everybody wants to shoot down a lane at one point in time, of course, but we offer a different alternative. And here in Nashville, it's, it's times two. Yeah, it's okay, so, that so, much bigger. so you guys have been, Glock Store, you guys have been around in San Diego for how many years now? Well, 1983. Wow. Yeah. So, so you guys, you know, almost, I mean, I've been in Kearney Mesa for 40 years. Yeah. So you guys are, you know, an institution when it comes to guns and uh, San Diego, <laughs> which is awesome. But you've gotten so, and I, correct me if I'm wrong, I think you guys are the only store that actually has Glock in the name, right? I, I may be. There's other uh, vendors who have uh, the word uh, Glock in their uh, name. Okay, but so, and, and you so you guys have been around for forever. You're an institution in San Diego. You offer all kinds of cool products, um, you know. And uh, uh, now you're actually moving to and, and but you have customers all over the nation though. You, you I forget you told me at one point something like fifty, sixty, seventy percent of your customers live outside of California. Is that is something like that? Even more than that, uh, certainly, you know, the, the the internet accounts for you know eighty to ninety percent of our business. The retail is still a small component, but an important component because it's fun. We get to meet people, and it's something that, you know, like you said, we have the training available. We, you know, we're a part of that uh, Glock uh, Blue Label program, which gives law enforcement a discount. Uh, you know, we we fix guns, we service guns, we we help people keep 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 excuse me keep people safe. Yeah. You know, we we basically you know because we train them and we let them. See how here's how you're supposed to handle the gun and, and store the gun and and work with the gun. They you know they become much safer and much more confident. So it's, it's really a great uh, training tool here in San Diego, as well as uh, you know that, like you said that law enforcement connection. Those guys come in and train us sometimes. <laughs> so well established here locally, well established nationally, and now you're opening up a location in Nashville. Talk to people about uh, what's going on in Nashville and and uh, tell us about the progress because I'm really excited about it. Well, there's no secret that a lot of people are moving to Nashville, especially from California. And um, I will tell you that, you know, that's exactly what's happening. I uh, moved out here. I, you know, I, I, I am a Nashville resident. We still have a home in San Diego. We still have a business in San Diego. We are not closing the business in San Diego. It's very important. You know, I've got a lot of people who work there who very, uh, who've been with me for a long time. I'm not leaving. They know that. But, 
every time that we get on the radio and talk about it, people think we're closing because they say you're, you're leaving the, to Nashville. We're not really leaving. We're just expanding in Nashville. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got very lucky. I got, I got here early, not early, but <laughs> I'd say the party was maybe just starting when I got here or maybe halfway over because, uh, man, I tell you, it's really gotten busy. A lot of people are moving in. Uh, the town is exploding. There's a lot of people here with blocks. I'll tell you that. Uh, <laughs> one, one thing's very interesting. I get noticed everywhere. <laughs> you know, say, hey, you're that guy on the video. Oh, you're that guy on the video. So it's, it's you know it's flattering, of course, but at the same time, I realized, oh my gosh, a lot of people out here watch my videos, and because they have Glocks, so a lot of people here have Glocks. In fact, I think everybody I know has a Glock. <laughs> that's probably they probably they they recognize you, but I'll bet you that's not what they say. I'll bet you in Nashville they say, hey man, you're that guy from the video. Probably more like that. Yeah, I like that. You know, <laughs> I'm almost like that. Yeah. Hey, so yeah, it, I tell you what, it's, it's a mixture of people here. And that's one thing I, I always really, you know, I, I I think the first time, and in fact, I know the first time I actually you and I met in person was at a gun show, and you know, I see you from the videos, very successful company and organization, and there you are on a weekend at a booth at a gun show, working harder than anybody there. I always really, really respect that about you. Um, you know, you got a whole staff. It's not just you got a whole staff there. You got a nice booth, everything set up, but you still have a passion for going and talking to people about, hey, here's my product or here's what we're selling or here's what you need, you know, that sort of thing. And I always really, really like that about you very much. I, I work harder than anybody I know. Well, thank you. Yeah, the, I, I miss the shows, uh, to be honest. Um, you know, it's, of course, you know, what a, what a plot not to be able to convene. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's a, that's a subject within itself, but, uh, I would say this, that uh, we, as a, as a country, really need to look at where we are going uh, with this whole uh, leftist uh, movement with Mr. Biden and Harris. We're in trouble. <laughs> how do, how do you <laughs> feel about the next four years? Well, these guys are coming after us in a big way. You know, executive orders and all that stuff. And I'm really concerned uh, for all of America, really, because the only thing that really keeps us from anarchy is the armed citizen at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, we, we do never want to give up that, yeah. that uh, fundamental right that we believe it is to be able to protect yourself. And a lot of people don't see it that way. A lot of people around the world don't see it that way. That's what's really puzzling because we don't, we haven't grown up in their society. They haven't grown up in ours. And they, you know, it's like, well, what don't you see? Can't you see? We have no control. You don't want to lose control of your, ability to survive well you've been a big supporter of san diego county gun owners i appreciate that you've been a huge supporter of gun owners uh in general in san diego and i appreciate that you're you're staying put you're going to make sure that your san diego uh store oh, san diego's rocking and, and, yeah. and nashville's huge too i tell you what nashville's a great town yeah and so many I, many things it's almost like san diego back in the early uh 80s early 70s <laughs> I, I could see that kind of yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people moving in a lot of new money a lot of new faces and uh, and housing prices are going crazy <laughs> you know so <clears throat> you know something's happening kind of like what happened in san diego in the early 70s 70s 80s you know that whole time right there was like boom town and here's what's happening in nashville right now people are coming from every which direction well we appreciate you uh doing this law enforcement training scholarship program for cover your asp week if you want to help sponsor a law enforcement officer uh to go to cover your asp week uh and and again thank you so much glock store lenny i appreciate you guys doing it for more information on cover your asp week and to sponsor a law enforcement officer go to gunownersradio.com and all your options are going to be spelled out there you can come to part of it you can come to some of it or you can just make sure that a law enforcement officer with the help of Glock Store gets the training they need to be successful 
and uh, and uh, help us out, Lenny. So thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. What uh, where should people go to find uh, more information about Glock Store? Thank you, and it's GlockStore.com, of course. G-L-O-C-K, store, S-T-O-R-E.com, all one word, GlockStore.com. GlockStore.com, easy for you to say. (laughs) GlockStore.com, if you're in the Southern California area, come train with them, check out their shop. If you're anywhere else in the country, check them out online. And if you're in Nashville, when's your grand opening, or did you have it already? Well, no, we have not opened yet. It's at 1930 Air Lane Drive in Nashville, just about two miles from the airport and about four miles or five miles from downtown. So it's a great location right off the freeway, right up on Highway 40 and uh, close to I-65 and I-24. So uh, what I would suggest is that uh, probably in about 30 to 60 days, we expect to be open. Of course, I'll be uh, I'm like advertising your show. I'll let people know that we're open. How's that? That's Sorry, awesome. We That's awesome. Them. Yeah, we're just trying to hire people and get this thing just finished. We're really in a close uh, direction here because it's getting uh, getting close. Well, I think by March, we should be open. The ranges are going to be very unique. Well, you know, we have full auto out here that we can rent to people. Oh, rubbing it in. You got to rub yeah, it in. Yeah, rubbing it <laughs> Just for that, you're off well, air. Hi- well, hire your, hire your crew out there. Don't take any of your fantastic San Diego crew. I don't want to hear Brittany saying that she's looking at, uh, you know, places to rent in uh, Nashville. You got to leave your crew in San Diego. You got to leave them here and continue to give us great service because they're all so wonderful. All right. well, thank you. I, you know, I will look forward to seeing all y'all, everybody from San Diego. I am Lenny McGill. Thanks for listening, and thanks for having me. Thanks, all right, Lenny. buddy. Take care, man. All right, hey folks, we're going to take a quick break, but then the best segments coming up. Stump my nephew, right here on Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, our show needs your help. We live in a state where your self-defense rights are quickly eroding. Let us be your voice to help defend and restore the Second Amendment. Help spread the word about the fight. There's two real easy ways to do it. Like and subscribe our YouTube channel, Facebook, Parlor when it comes back. And Spotify, the podcast, or whatever way you like to listen to the show. And share it with as many people as you can. And we really want to thank you for tuning in. And remember, together, we will win. All right, what do you got, son? Well, we have my nephew for Stump, my nephew. Every week, we get a new question. If you send in a question and we use it on the air, we're going to send you a hat or a shirt. If you stump my nephew, um, then you get a lifetime membership. That's all the training you can possibly fit into your schedule to Front Sight. Ooh. Ah. So this week, Sam, you there? Yeah, how are you guys? Good. Fantastic. So, Sam, I'm going to have uh, uh, Judy Wells from A Girl and a Gun. She's going to ask you the question this week. It was sent in from Stanley in Kearney Mesa. Okay, you ready? Yeah, let's have it. All right. In 2010, the U.S. Army began replacing the M855 with the M855A1 EPR. What is the new round's main difference from the original M855? Is that how you say it? A55. That's good. Um, So first of all, for those of you who don't know, EPR stands for Enhanced Performance Round. Um, and that really gets to the, the heart of why it exists. 
the goal behind developing the M855A1 and its larger cousin, the M80A1 um, in 762, was to improve lethality. Um, and the way they did that was by actually changing the design of the bullet. Um, it has a much larger and harder steel penetrator, um, and the copper jacket is designed in such a way that it has uh, much more of a propensity to fragment, especially at lower velocities. Um, they also changed the uh, the powder composition for a, a different pressure curve to hopefully get higher velocities out of the shorter barrel of the M4 and M4A1. Um, and incidentally, the bullet itself contains no lead, so that uh, that actually saves the. It, it sounds like it it wouldn't make a difference, but it saves the U.S. government from having to pay out. Um, damages to countries that it fights wars in and exp expends ammunition at all in uh, for environmental damage and the, the potential health effects of lead. That's my nephew, Judy. I, I don't understand. Like, how does... <laughs> <laughs> Correct! Kid's uh, yeah. 21. Yeah, he's 21, 21 years old. Yeah. He is amazing. I want all that Vulcan mind transfer. I want that I know. knowledge. You, got, you know what you got to do? You got to figure out, there's got to be somebody in A Girl and a Gun who's got a granddaughter or a daughter right around, what, 20, 21, somewhere in there? That's really... Have to stump the... No, 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 no. No, be the... You know what I'm saying here? We got to get a little, you know... There's got to be another Valentine's Day. One. Create one of those. <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, okay. I got you. Awesome job, Sam. Fantastic. There's another you got Sam it. out there. I know there is. You nailed it. Thanks. Like I, uh, like I always say, always a pleasure to be on the show. There you go. So how are things going back there? Everything good? Um, no. Busy, busy, busy. Ever since uh, the events that transpired, um, I guess it was last Wednesday, mm -hmm. the Wednesday before, whatever, um, we've been completely slammed at the shop. Oh, wow. And this is crowning um, about 15 months of not being able to get restocked to our normal level of inventory. Because um, you're an hour, it, it, he's an hour drive from the Capitol building, is what he's saying. So, yeah, everything that happened at yeah. the Capitol building, people are uh, like, wow. oh, don't we better go get, Panicking. better go protect ourselves. Is that right? Am I kind of describing that? Um, really, uh, I don't always get a sense for, for what everyone's real reason is for purchasing a firearm, um, but I, I can tell you that most people, like people don't tell me, I mean, this is why I'm buying a gun. Right. But I get the idea that uh, most people are purchasing because broadly afraid of political uncertainty. And I've noticed a large uptick in the number of new buyers. Wow. Awesome. Can't imagine that uh, DC gun shops are like way more busy too. So yeah. well, I don't know if there are any gun shops in DC. You got to go to Virginia or Maryland to, <laughs> right. to That's purchase true too, yes. so, but, uh, yeah. As far as I know, um, well, I, I don't know if there are any gun shops in DC. I think there might be one, but if you live in DC and you want to get a firearm transferred to you, that actually has to go through uh, the Maryland State Troopers, I believe. They handle all of that. Jeez. Interesting, great. All right, buddy. All right, man. Always good talking to you. Thanks Enjoy. for having me on. Have All a good right. night. We're going to do a mic drop. You ready, Dave? I'm ready, Freddy. All right. Mic drop. San Diego County Gun Owners gets the occasional criticism. The amount of criticism we get really pales in comparison to the praise and thanks that we get. And when I say criticism, that's a big range. It really could be constructive or it could be downright nasty. 
A couple weeks ago, an exchange from a follower, not a member, began when he read on someone else's social media that they were encouraging others to come talk to San Diego County gun owners at at one of our booths. So what's the problem? Sounds good, right? Somebody promoting one of our events? Well, the complainer's problem to me was that the person promoting our booth and encouraging others to talk to us also spoke positively about BLM. That's not the Bureau of Land Management. That's Black Lives Matter. So this guy called me and emailed me, and he told me he was concerned concerned about BLM being armed. So I listened. After all, most of our suggestions, a lot of our suggestions, uh, excuse me, uh, a lot of our initiatives, some of our, our the best things that we do started out as suggestions. Uh, and uh, sometimes there were suggestions about what we were already doing, how it could be better. Uh, sometimes there are suggestions on uh, what we are not doing yet. It was pretty clear to me, though, that his suggestion was to refuse to give information in our booths or seminars, get this, to people who are black, because it means they probably support BLM. A couple months ago, the Union Tribune published the results of a survey showing that somewhere around 65% of the county supports BLM. Supports. Now, that's an interesting word. It could mean a lot of things. But what it does mean is if we were to weed out and reject people who support or like BLM, we're rejecting about three out of every five people. So we have multiple seminars every month online. We have multiple informational booths every month. We have all kinds of events. Almost all are free and open to the public. We're welcoming. We're very inclusive. uh, And we have been from day one. So this man's suggestion that we change – and that the information we give out about keeping and bearing arms, everyone's natural right to defense, uh, and, and that only that information should be given to two out of five people, that's ridiculous. But his suggestion was really a little bit worse than that, wasn't it? He was suggesting that we refuse to give information to people based on their skin color, based on a genetic trait that determines the natural hue of their skin tone. Keep in mind, this guy is not a member. I know that because the first thing I did after I hung up on him was I checked our database to make sure that he's not a member. And I encourage discourse and analysis. I welcome advice and critiques. Don't stop trying to make our movement and our organization better and even more effective. However, if I can't tell you're being pro-gun or anti-black, if it's not clear to me that you are truly trying to advance our message of the natural right of self-defense, Rather, your idea is to reject people based on their looks. Time for you to do some soul searching. Oddly, or perhaps fittingly, the person who suggested we stop talking to black people was denied a CCW when he applied a few years ago because he was involved in a violent altercation at a protest a few years ago. I know that because we tried to help him get a CCW before he told me that part of his background. I recognize that it's not easy. Excuse me. I recognize that the easy thing for me to do, rather in this segment is to bash BLM, use words like libtard, and spend my three minutes attacking George Soros. That's the usual these days. But you're activists, listeners, and the Second Amendment isn't just some other political issue. We're better than that and need to be bigger than that. And I can assure you that San Diego County Gun Owners is smarter than that. And that's my mic drop. Mic drop. Excellent. Thank you, Dave. Well, you come up with some. We're almost as good as Joe Germisi and his blog. Almost, almost. Big shoes. <laughs> hey, Big guess shoes what, tail. folks? January is is for well armed women. You probably didn't know that. It's not on your calendar. I looked, 
But if you know a female firearms owner or maybe a gal that is a gun curious, please tell them to tune in to Gun Owners Radio. Totally. Or today we talked with Judy Wells uh, from Girls in a Gun and Responsibly Armed Radio. You are uh, you are not going to want to miss next week's show because we are going to have Bree Warner. Your ability to own a firearm keeps you from being subjected to the whims of others without your permission. That's why we believe women should be able to protect themselves. All right. Hey, by the way, folks, if you are listening on YouTube or on a podcast, do us a favor, hit the like button, subscribe button, and share this show with as many people as you can. And we really want to thank San Diego County gun owners, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, the Dillon Law Group, Seal One, PRMI Mortgage, Blackhound Optics, and National Concealed Carry Association. When you converse with them, let it, thank them for being on radio with us. And I can't thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Germisi, Sam the Gunman, our digital master, Brendan, Rich and his team, and especially Judy Wells from Responsibly Armed Radio for coming in. This girl's been with me all day long. Oh, geez. What a, a trooper. <laughs> all right, folks. We're going to, I don't, is Mr. Siegel not in? He's in. Don't go anywhere. This is Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Gun Owners Radio, fighting to preserve and restore your Second Amendment right. Learn more about Gun Owners Radio and how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting gunownersradio.com. Join Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they talk guns and Second Amendment rights. Have fun while staying informed and getting involved. This has been Gun Owners Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.